Thanks for downloading The Nightcap Series 2, sponsored by Guzborn. More on them later when we grab ourselves a drink. And for the price of a cup of coffee a month, you can support the pod on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the nightcap, where we are giving away signed menus from Paul's Michelin star restaurant. As well as that, we've got an exclusive opportunity to come and have a meal at Salt before sitting in on a season three recording. That's patreon.com forward slash the nightcap. Welcome to The Nightcap, life behind the Michelin star, a late night lock-in here where some of the best chefs in the country candidly discuss and debate all things culinary over a few drinks. It's episode four of series two, and right now I'm sat upstairs at Salt Restaurant in Stratford-upon-Avon, Shakespeare's home in the heart of Warwickshire. Ten o'clock at night, service is wrapping up downstairs, let me introduce myself and what the hell we're all doing here. My name's Simon Alexander, I'm a podcaster, producer and daytime cooking show contestant. To my left, playing host, Michelin star head chef and owner of Salt, Mr. Paul Foster. How are you doing? You are right, yeah? Great, thanks. And our guest today is otherwise known, on Channel 4 at least, as the rebel chef, multiple restaurant owner and king of crowdfunding, Mr. Gary Usher. How are you doing, mate? How's it going? Yeah, really good. How was dinner, firstly? Yeah, dinner was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Your first um, time here, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I've been wanting to come here for ages, but I, you know, it's chefs, we... Um, yeah, never get to eat out, do we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, it's incredible. It's just, um, I was taking pictures outside before I came in and yeah. then I was already feeling the buzz outside because I, I could see how it was lit from outside and yeah. it was just looking so cozy. And then I walked in and it's just a feeling of like, it's how I felt with my first place. It was like, there's a homely, like, neighborhood, just a cool vibe. And then to know that this place is Michelin star as well is just, yeah. it's, it's just, cake, it? yeah, it's just so cool to have, to be able to have those two things together. Some of it feels like just so cool, but is also Michelin star standard. It's, it's just cool. When you, when you sit and sort of sit in the kitchen eating Paul's food, any part of you like, oh, I just want to make sure I enjoy it or give Paul feedback or do you just switch off and you're just like... No, I am a pig. And I, yeah. <laughs> you at fast tonight. I, Did you? Yeah, we slow down. Yeah. Especially when you, I, you've got no one to talk to you sat by yourself. So no, it's just... I'm always a pig. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I don't know what I enjoy eating. Like, I guess, you know, definitely all chefs do. And mm. I don't see food as something to... Like if I go out and I am with someone, then it's, there's more there's more to it than you know dissecting what's in front of you and having massive you know, thought about it. Yeah. Um, you're with a person, so it's about them and you and what you've got to say. But then the food aspect of it, for me, if it's tasty, I'm just I'm just having too much fun. It's down. <laughs> I'm eating it and it's Kid at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and like I say, when we talk about food in the restaurants and when I talk to, say, Rich, our, the exec for our group, and I talk about cooking and I say, when we try a dish there, it's the same as when we're meeting out. And I say, look, I'm not going to sit there like, if I enjoy a dish, it's all over my face. And for me, <laughs> that's a good thing. It's like thing. your little boy, that is. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, though, <laughs> that's a good thing. It's a sign of like, you, you're pig and shit. You're yeah. having a good time. I so, love that philosophy. Yeah. Okay, coming up on today's podcast, we'll be talking about Gary's Channel 4 show, The Rebel Chef. We'll be talking about crowdfunding and opening a new restaurant in a rundown area. We'll talk about Twitter and its impact on the industry and the usual bits. Boiling Point, 
and some home cooking hacks and myths to dispel as well. Before all that, this is a nightcap, so let's grab a glass, shall we? Yeah. We are delighted to have Gusborns on board as sponsors for Series 2 in the nightcap. They've kindly sent us a range of wine from their estate in Kent. Uh, we're opening a different bottle every episode, so what have we got here tonight, so th- This is my favourite, this one. Um, I'm a big Chardonnay fan, um, and this is the 2014... No, 2016, sorry, Guinevere, and it's kind of like... Their Guinevere Chardonnay has changed over the years. Now it's like a proper sort of white burgundy, but it's got its own unique character. Lovely. It's lovely. It oak oak aged, like a proper proper naughty Chardonnay. There, I, I went down there last week and I tried the 2018. Mm. Cheers. Well, cheers. Cheers, yeah, cheers, mate. That's okay. beautiful, that is. So what are you... When you two do this, Gary, again, are you just enjoying it or are you thinking, oh, I'd love to eat this with that? Or what are you thinking? No, I'm just, the wine is the same. I'm just necking it. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I want the bottle. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, uh, it's the same. It's the same thing. I, I, I find wine quite difficult. I, I love Do it. You? Yeah, I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. I drink it every day, but um, I have difficulty learning about it. I, I, particularly red wine. Like white, I'm much better at red. I find hard, and it, and it's frustrating because if I think about it too much, it annoys me that I can't work it out. So <laughs> okay, there's so yeah. many layers of yeah. complexity to it. Though. Yeah. And the more you, you drink, the more of that complexity, like, it yeah. just numbs you, right? And you're yeah. just like, mm. I don't know what. Yeah, just, yeah. Just red, that'll do. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm like you, those Chardonnays and big whites, um, that's me as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all year round. Yeah. Well, I did this, I just... Um, we change it all really. We're going to be putting it with a celeriac dish next week on the taster menu. Uh, it works perfectly with that. But like they're, they're releasing their 2018, which will be on our list soon. But that is one of the best Chardonnays I've ever tried. I tried it last week when I went to the vineyard and it is absolutely knockout. Amazing. Honestly. Pleasure to have it. Right, let's kick off with the Rebel Chef then because this was on TV not that long ago. Were you nervous about it? Yeah, I... Um, just for those that haven't seen, just give us the premise of what The Rebel, Chef, the Rebel yeah. Chef's all about. Yeah, so, um, well, it started a few years ago. Um, a production company got in touch with us and said that they were interested in working with us in one way or another. And I said, doing what? And they said, we don't know, it doesn't matter, we just want to follow you. So um, <laughs> That's a compliment, I think. Yeah, it, what, it was what? all a bit weird. It was all a bit weird. And I, and I, um, uh, I kind of didn't think too much about it. And the PR company that we work with just looked after it for us and they just kept in contact with them because I said, we are, we're in the middle of opening a restaurant in Liverpool and I'm going to do a pop-up. So I'm going to cook in a derelict building for a week to see if people like it. Mm. They said, when's that? And I said, about three weeks. So that was too quick. So they said they kept in touch with the PR company and found out what we were doing next. And what we were doing next was opening a restaurant in uh, Prescott, mm-hmm. which is um, is uh, a more unusual place to open just because it was not a hustle and bustle sort of high street that you'd expect to it open. It seemed better restaurant. days is probably the favorite yeah. thing say in the town yeah, centre. It had, it had, it had, it had. So we told them that we were opening there and they said, okay, well, we want to film that. And that's... That's what, I don't know where Rebel Chef came from, but um, yeah, where did that? I was going <laughs> to say, yeah. is that like a because it's yeah. a, sort of a persona that's coming across? Isn't it? Who like, came up with that? Was it a production it's company? So embarrassing. Yeah, yeah you it's come up with it, didn't you? Admit it. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm so honestly, I'm so embarrassed about it. They um, listen, it had a worse name. So they oh, god, what was oh the, fuck it. They so <laughs> they said right. This is a, this is only about a couple of months into the filming. They said, look, we're thinking of a name. I said, okay, cool. And they said. Um, 
we're thinking about Gary Usher cooking in the Badlands. <laughs> <laughs> like a roadman. Uh, fucking hell. Sounds like, like an, an awful album oh from an underground God, rapper. That is hell. so bad. And I was like, listen, I am not carrying on with the doc. I, I, I was like, honestly. I'm done. I, I was. I was. I fucking meant it as well. I'm not doing anymore. And um, so it wasn't that. And so that was cool. We carried on. And then the documentary was finished. And then I was suddenly thinking, fucking hell, they can call it whatever they want because it's, yeah. it's finished now. I've done my bit. And um, oh, they came with two names. And one of them was something like, one of them was something like the, 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 rebel, the, the rebel chef cooking posh grub for the working fucking class. Oh, no, no. <laughs> and the, oh, and the other... Feels patronising yeah, as well. Yeah, honestly, so bad. And the other one was Re Gary Usher, the rebel chef, my restaurant revolution or whatever. And I was like... They are both fucking awful. <laughs> and, um, did you put it that bluntly? I did. I, did. I said like, it to Jay, yeah. the, product, the production guys. They're fucking awful. And he was like, ha ha, like, is this fun? And I was like, not ha ha back. And then he said, <laughs> Get the um, message, mate. Yeah. yeah. He said, well, you, it's going to be one of them, so you're going to have to choose one. So oh, I just, man. I chose the least shit one. Um, <laughs> but yeah it's embarrassing it's embarrassing but I know what it's for and I said I rang my brother straight away because I, I look up to my brother because he's intelligent and I'm not and um, <laughs> I rang him up and I said Sean fucking hell they've come up with this name for the documentary and they want to call it the rebel chef and he was like fucking cool and I was like you oh really That's yeah interesting. and he said to me he said look he said it's you need to think about how how the documentary will be spread, how people will find out. So it needs something that's essentially clickbait. Wow, this fella, good yeah. to have him on board. Yeah, <laughs> and then he said, think about what you do. He said, because I, I am not a lad. And so, you know, a lads, 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 I am not that person. Despite I say fuck and stuff like that a lot on social media, that's not me. Mm -hmm. So I don't consider myself a rebel anyway. And my brother knows that. And he said to me, it's not about that. Look, what you've done and the way that you've done business is rebelling against. Yeah, it's unconventional to the yeah. part yeah. most chefs take, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So when he said it to me like that, I was like, yeah, okay, it's still fucking shit, but all right. I'll... <laughs> Do you think he was telling you that on the phone again? Yeah, yeah, probably. I think that's what everyone does with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's the name. And um, Once you get yeah. past the name and watch it, the content yeah. challenge through, you forget that anyway. It almost becomes irrelevant once you you've watch you've the watched it, haven't you? We've yeah, both I watched seen it. it. Yeah. yeah. What was your... What do you think? Like, what was your overall? I just thought it was great. Like Gary come across as the Gary that I've met and know, you know, humility, vulnerable, honest, and authentic. And then I love the way they got the people of Prescott involved. And that was clever. It just actually. felt I so real was, when they had at the very beginning all the sort of locals going, "Who the fuck is Gary?" Like it love just it set, it, <laughs> it set it up really. Yeah. Like that set the tone, and yeah. I thought that was really clever. Yeah. So just to delve into the premise of it, it was basically. Uh, it used to be a betting shop is that that's right that's it and yeah. it was basically converting this into restaurant opening up will it work that is the premise of the show did you feel confident that it would work that the show would work uh, no the restaurant okay Good so question, yeah. yeah so um, I didn't feel confident that either would work actually um, <laughs> same answer to both yeah um, <laughs> so I am never really confident with anything so uh, yeah I wasn't confident that it would work and actually me and Paul have been talking about it earlier just after dinner then that it, it's been quite you know we opened up and little, quite busy at first and then it's been very quiet so until this documentary's come out so I was nervous about that and rightfully so mm -hmm. um, 
the same as I, not because of the area, but just because I'm nervous about opening any restaurant anywhere. You know, anybody surely is, is nervous about any business, yeah. any new business. So I was nervous about that. I was nervous about the documentary as well because you put in a fucking lot of trust into people you don't know. Um, and you might go for a couple of coffees with them, maybe have lunch with them twice. That doesn't mean you know them. And that mm. definitely doesn't mean you know someone that works in telly. Yeah. So yeah, I had a lot of um, reservations and worries that what was gonna happen was this little loyal following that we've built up, which is only tiny in our little world, but this loyal following that we've built up, which has been based on hopefully us being nice people, could all be completely fucked by a production company making us look like dicks. So I was, yeah, really nervous about that. Mm. But after watching the show, I can now say that the people in the production company are seriously cool guys because yeah. they've made us, they've made us look like nice people and they Definitely. didn't have to do that. Yeah, they shot it. It wasn't contrived. You know, yeah. They could tell that they were just cameras about when you were doing normal stuff. Yeah. It wasn't like, right, now, Gary, can you do that for the camera? Yeah. I think you could tell yeah. that. And it wasn't yeah. Americanized, like where they, they built yeah, it up, it. where everything was on the edge and yeah. then, you know, this amazing yeah. Hollywood ending. Yeah. It, it was just a real sort of growth throughout the show. Yeah. I, I guess, though, the, more, the most Hollywood moment of the whole thing is the crowdfunding bit. Oh, yeah, okay. So yeah. Yeah. That, that, was, that was extraordinary. I was watching yeah. it with my girlfriend and. I could not believe how quickly mm. you got that money. And mm. I could tell that your reaction was genuine. Yeah. So if you don't mind spoiling it for those that maybe haven't seen yeah. it, that moment, yeah, describe what your target was and how quickly you got yeah. it. Yeah, so um, we were aiming to do a 50,000 pound crowdfunding. And um, we've done crowdfunding before. And um, Yeah, we've talked about it a bit on the show, haven't we? We have, like, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that's how this started. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, we we did need the money quite quickly to do it, but we also, I just thought if we do it in a ridiculous amount of time, try and do it in a ridiculous amount of time, then that will create a bit of PR for the business and that will create a little bit of hype, which mm -hmm. is Very always helpful yeah. over yeah. somewhere. So I thought, fuck it, let's do it in, let's set it in 24 hours. So let's try and, <laughs> 50 yeah, grand in 24 you know, hours. You know I'm what? I was just thinking about yeah. that. Yeah. You did what? Was yours 100 grand in a month? Yeah, and we right? just did it on the 29th day out of 30 mm. days. Yeah. And what yeah. was yours? Well, we, well, that's what we did on the first one. So it's only because we were four, four, four crowdfunds in by then. So we, I guess we've been a bit ballsy about it. But um, yeah, 50 grand, 24 hours. And uh, and it was funny because you know, I was telling people and people were like, you're a dick. Like, <laughs> why are you doing that? And But it was for the for lots of lots of actual, you know, decent reasons, actually. But we, we set it up and I went to the first restaurant that we opened, Sticky. And I do what I do, which is I sit in front of a laptop like that, and and I and I'm on my I've got my phone in one hand, I've got the laptop, and I'm trying to do tweets, and I'm and I set the crowdfunding, and we set it at like nine o'clock, I think it was, and this fifty grand that if we would get if it was gonna work had to happen in the twenty four hours, it happened in fifty nine minutes. So that is absolutely. Yeah. I remember I, I remember Insane, when you launched mate. it, I was cooking down here, and I yeah. was like. 10 minutes in I was like god he's fucking nearly there yeah <laughs> like an hour later I checked after service I was like he's fucking done it in an hour yeah. but you, I mean you it was were ridiculous because it was happening so fast it was like it was like watching someone watching the Grand National and their horse is winning and yeah. you were just you were like almost stood on your seat like what's going on and, yeah and it, it, it surpassed 50 grand it went up to like 80 or something yeah it finished at 86 in 24 hours it's funny because it was in Sticky and um, uh, Nat the manager of Sticky was in there and um she was, uh, 
she'd come up each time I, I'd go fucking hell and like, <laughs> someone would put a grand in or something like that and she kept coming up and she was going Gary there's fucking guests in here <laughs> and, I, and I'd go fucking hell and I'd turn around and they'd be Hello. just like yeah sorry <laughs> and then when it went 50 grand in an hour I fucking jumped up on the seat <laughs> and like an elderly couple behind and a young couple romantic probably first dinner out or something there's me going <laughs> <laughs> it kicked out your so, own restaurant yeah right? exactly yeah and that was so annoyed with me but she was so excited as well so it's like, it was like weird it's for all of us unreal, yeah. unreal feeling yeah. and then so the next step you've got all this money and you've got to go and set it all up with cameras following you did, the, yeah. it was like, did you feel the pressure at that point or were you just excited um, oh both so uh, it's weird having cameras following you it's really weird um, I'm okay like now there's a camera in here and it's fine and if I am if there's a camera like Dan, who does all the filming, if we're in a room like this and he's filming, I'm okay, I feel okay. But if a camera follows you when you're walking down the street, you feel like a dick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you just feel really self-conscious. Oh my just God, like, it's oh, awful. Swallow me, yeah. Oh my God, it's awful. I'd definitely trip over. Oh, yeah. It's awful. And like, Dan will, Dan, Dan's amazing who filmed it all and he'll, and he'll, and he'll say stuff like, don't, don't worry, it's fine, it's fine. And I'll be like, Dan, I can't say in front of those two. Or I can't say in front of that. Can we just wait until... And he's like, well, it, it, we are on a high street. Like, yeah, <laughs> we can't wait until everyone's gone. <laughs> yeah, um, but I'd just be so embarrassed about it. And one of the worst things for me about filming in, in Prescott, where Pinion is, this 50 grand crowdfunding was, it's a humble, humble area. It's humble, mm -hmm. you know some you know really down to earth some like salt of the earth people working class people the litter picker man he broke he, my heart cool guy. he was just so Such nice yeah cool he called so well uh, he, he almost like was he was so rooting for you and yeah. almost like his fatherly figure almost yeah, yeah. oh he yeah. was so cool he was so cool but he, he is you know there's lots of people like him that are just cool and down to earth and then and then I come along I'm opening a new restaurant and I've got a fucking camera crew following me look, <laughs> look at me I'm, I'm so humble look at me and uh, that was cringe yeah. Yeah, that was man. absolutely cringe and I'd say to the production company and to Dan listen we're opening a restaurant in uh, in this like down to earth area and I want to fit in I want to be with these guys and I'm turning up with a fucking with a fucking <laughs> rider yeah, yeah. fucking like you know diva. Yeah. <laughs> someone carrying my coat yeah. it's like uh, the opposite of what that area like needs and likes so that was the worst bit about the filming you must have slipped up at times though you'd be like oh can we not film here this is really but can we get my M&M's from the truck <laughs> <laughs> I'm the fucking talent yeah. <laughs> just the yellow ones pick all the yellow ones out. yeah yeah but I think um, through watching it anyway, and I, I don't know whether it felt like that to you, but I never felt like any of the locals were threatened by you or the idea of you coming in and doing doing what you're trying to do. Like you seemed accessible to them, and I think if it was a different kind of chef, it wouldn't have been the case. If I'm honest. Um, oh, that's nice. I mean, I don't know. Um, that's how it seemed every year. Yeah. Like, every time someone came to talk yeah. to you, like you. Yeah chatted to them on their level and they felt uh, yeah. it, it, ne it never felt frosty or yeah oh that's how I feel I just can't speak for mm -hmm. you know if another chef was doing it um, I feel I, I like people like that you know I'm, I'm um, like Dave who's the litter picker I was in Prescott yesterday and um, I was with my mum and he met my mum for the first time yeah. and she fucking loved him as well like I just like people like that um, 
I can have a really good crack with people like that. I'm not like I'm not trying to say like I'm so street and I'm down with like. <laughs> but what I mean is, I um, they're my they're the people that I prefer to have a crack with, mm-hmm. um, because I fucking hate snobs and I hate <laughs> I hate I fucking do I do I fucking hate snobs, and um, and I like people that are just you know normal people I, I worry that if I was downstairs tonight sat away from Gary and he didn't know who I was and I was quoffing wine no listen look I, I'm was fucking sat there swirling my wine and fucking getting my nose in it <laughs> I, but, they, but, you, but, but you don't have to you don't have to be a snob about you can like stuff that's really decent you can buy good quality stuff you just don't have to be a dick about doing it that, that moves us on nicely to the because that is I feel like where your food is coming from the dishes you cooked on the show and I love the sort of almost what I described to Hayley when we watched it as the Peaky Blinders subtitles where oh, you yeah. you like doing uh, you doing steak and chips and yeah. just cut beef just yeah. come up on the screen it was just yeah. like it was simple done incredibly yeah. Yeah. that seemed like your philosophy um, well, yeah, the food definitely like the graphic design aspect. I haven't got a fucking clue, yeah. so I don't know whether that's good or not. But um, the food definitely, yeah, simple stuff. Beef, you know, beef for me, beef tartare and chips is. That, I'm into that. How it makes you, you salivate when you when you see it when you see that blade of beef. Yeah, chips. It's just like I want to eat it. I mean, I the food looked fucking shit in the restaurant at the end when we did were in it? service. It looked fucking <laughs> awful. <laughs> it looked so bad. It looked so bad. They did like so in when they do when the scenes that you're talking about when like the plate's spinning on the thing and it's and it goes mackerel yeah. beef and it does it looks fucking cool look when good. you see the mackerel in service it looks fucking awful. Um, <laughs> but look, I mean. I, you know, this. Uh, I I looked at it with Rich, the exec chef, and we're both like, "Fucking hell, it looks so bad in the restaurant at the end." But I'm not that bothered. Um, I want it to look like it did when it spins on that plate and stuff. But we were in service. It was the first night we hadn't cooked together before in that scenario, so it is what it is. We'd prefer that it looked better in the restaurant on the dock, but of course, it is what it is. Put you on the spot a bit, but what is when? How would you, from a chef's point of view, describe Gary's food? just like tasty flavor driven so when you look at it like regardless of how simple or complicated you can tell it's got flavor without tasting it you know you're salivating you know it's nicely cooked you know it's technically well cooked but rather than looking at a dish where is you know, people just do it not, for the ground complicated is that is that why is that a little bit of it or yeah no? I, I think it's I'm just reading between like or guessing if there's more to it than the eye right. in terms of like the mm-hmm. I'd say the blade of beef it's like it's a blade of beef and it's chips mm-hmm. but it's not that simple it's yeah. you know you put a yeah. lot of work into those chips you have a process yeah. for those chips yeah. you don't just cook chips yeah. so it's tasty yeah they get delivered first <laughs> <laughs> yeah I bet yeah it's controlled and it's like it's consistent like the way you do that feather blade you just know it's food chefs want to eat as well yeah that I knew you were going to say yeah, that yeah like steak tartare and chips is my dream just give me some yeah. bread and yeah. that I'm fucking happy I love yeah. that um, some of the uh, other people that sort of struck me watching the show was uh, some of your staff and mm. the relationships you had with them uh, I can't remember his name now so forgive me but there's a guy that you sort of Champ. Knew and, Champ. Yeah, yeah. and you brought him in and, and what I thought was incredible was for, uh, sort of from a boss point of view was how you 
you, I don't know whether it, whether it was for the cameras or stuff, but you went to the estate agent with this lad to try and help set him up mm. and, and all these sorts of things. And it felt like you genuinely invested in these people outside of the kitchen as well as in. Is that sort of the case across your restaurants? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's a funny one, that, because I keep getting asked about it now. And um, I don't want to sound like some fucking hero. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to try and paint yeah, you out to be that. But, but that's you know. fucking normal, surely. I think that's normal. I you, don't think it, it is. is. It should it be, but it's not. I don't think it is. I don't think it's normal. Um, I, listen, if someone, if someone works with me for six weeks and then starts calling in or not turning up or and then leaves, then I'm not going to give a fuck about that person. But if somebody is working really hard, is really dedicated, is passionate and cares, then I'll care about them. You you start to care about people that care about themselves and their lives and their job. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it, yeah, and he's one of them people. Um, yeah, dedicated guy, passionate guy, wanted a bit of help outside of work, so I'll give it to him. I've, um, yeah, I, I will always do that, I always have done it, and I, I, w- I just don't understand why someone else wouldn't do that. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. Bellington Paul's right. I think mm. it doesn't happen enough. It, if you don't mind me asking, is he still there? Is he still in that same yeah, situation? Yeah, doing? Yeah, he's doing fucking amazing. He's a fucking cool guy. He's, he's, um, he's, uh, yeah, he's doing amazing. He's a great guy. Um, and I can say this because um, this won't be out by then, but he has won um, a the OFM Young Chef of the Year. Has he? No way. Yeah. way. I won yeah. that as well. <laughs> no way. That yeah. fucking, that's brilliant. Yeah. That's fucking brilliant. Oh, he must yes. have been. How did he find out? Were you there for that moment? Yeah, no, I wasn't there. So Observer called him up and <laughs> told him. Brilliant. So, yeah. so, so that'll be October. October the 17th. Down. It'll be Nigella Lawson handing him Young Chef of the Year. And that's you know amazing. what? He's, he'll be um, buzzing. Yeah, he'll yeah. be fucking buzzing. And he's gone through some fucking shit. So it's like... He, uh, when I talk about him, and I, I hope he doesn't mind me talking about him. When I do, I don't, I don't purposely go and talk about him. But if people ask, mm. I say that the thing about Danny is, he has. So look, all the decisions that I've ever made in my life, I've made them knowing that I've got a mum and dad that will uh, be there that I can ask, uh, particularly when I was younger, and particularly as a teenager and stuff like that. The times when you really fucking. You do, you do, you need someone, you need someone like that. And so any decision, a job, uh, spending some money, going on a holiday, meeting a new girl, a new boy, all these decisions, I've always had the backup of... um, of my parents to ask these decisions, so every and your brother, like you spoke about yeah, before, yeah, talking about stuff yeah. you're not comfortable with, yeah, yeah. and um, and Danny hasn't had that, so he is achieving how he is. He's working as hard as he is. He's doing as well as he is, without that like support network that we that people take for granted and they just have. So all those hard decisions that he's had in life. He's made them as a strong individual, and that's why I'm fucking made up. He's won this award because he fucking deserves yeah. it. So yeah, that's brilliant, yeah, Great. yeah, yeah, definitely. So he, when the documentary was filmed, he was working in Pinion in Prescott, and now he's transferred over to Carla in Manchester. So oh, nice. he's a chef to party in Carla. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. That's good story. How is Pinion doing now? What's the, what's the Pinion? Current? So yeah, so uh, it was. We were finding it really fucking hard. Really hard. It was. Um, it was not breaking even. It was losing a lot of money. And, um, you know, it might still do after this documentary calms down a little bit. And we were wondering, you know, what, what can we do and how can we be as tight as possible and how can we run the business in the most efficient way possibly? So we were working all that out. And, um, 
yeah, it 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 was we were finding it really hard, and then this documentary's happened, and all of a sudden, buzz again. yes, there's yeah. a fucking buzz. There's a massive buzz. There's a buzz in opinion. There's a buzz in Prescott. There's a buzz in Elite Bistros in the whole group. Mm-hmm. There's a buzz with all the team, and um, and at the minute, very positive. Um, Ride so, the wave. yeah, Enjoy we're definitely it. riding the wave. We're gonna fucking milk it for as much as possible, <laughs> yeah. and then do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, yes. Yeah, and see how long that lasts. It might only last. Uh, three weeks but what we have been quite good at doing is making new like say news I don't mean news in the world I mean in our little Mm, world so if it does get quiet we'll try and do something probably to get attention back on us so people remember us again so I think it's about that constantly so yeah well actually you touched on it one of the last things I was going to say is it should have been a series yeah, well, we got binned off. I mean, it was meant oh, to be a series. Yeah, so ah. the original. Yeah, you said about this earlier. Because yeah, I felt like the, yeah. the stories were so brilliant, mm. and it, sometimes, yeah, you know, if that was over three hours, like three one-hour specials, yeah, I think it would have had an even greater emotional impact on the audience because it would have invested in the story. And a week later, oh, we're going to find out if Gary's done it or not. And in yeah. an hour, it was maybe a tiny mm. bit short for me. I yeah. just wanted more from it. A few people have said that, and. I mean, they filmed for a year, and uh, so what happened was they did the initial idea, which was to do the documentary, one hour, uh, one off, and then partway through it, they said, "Listen, Channel Four have commissioned a series." So I was like, "Okay, fucking cool. What's it? What's it about? Well, just what are you doing? What are you doing next? Well, I'm opening Carla. Okay, we'll film Carla. What are you doing after that? I'm not sure. We'll, we'll fucking film it. Um, <laughs> so just can't get enough of the Rebel Chef. <laughs> <laughs> That's sticking. Uh, no, that is, mate. That's sticking. <laughs> um, and uh, fuck's sake. And, um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to change your <laughs> name in my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god, gosh, Re- oh, Rebel Rebel yeah. feature. <laughs> uh, Get soon, Gary. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> So um, <laughs> they uh, and so we were going to do a series, and they started filming. They actually started filming Carla. And when you talk about how the crowdfunding was for Pinion and what a buzz it was to watch it, fucking hell, you should see Carla. Really? So they filmed it in. It was in Wreckfish this time. I sat in Wreckfish, the, the Liverpool restaurant that we've got. And this time we had to raise a hundred grand, and I think we had a target of three days. And it went fucking nuts. And we did it in 11 hours. So 100 grand in 11 hours. But we done about... insane. It was ridiculous. But we'd done about 80 grand in in a couple of hours. And... um, and that I was I was crying my eyes out oh man and, they, and Dan was asking me all these like really emotional questions like with the lens and, right yeah there. yeah and, <laughs> and how does it feel what do these people make you feel when they give you this money and I was like <laughs> <laughs> and he's and, and honestly he's got he's got and I'm saying and I and I'm like and, I, and then I do a fucking speech to the camera and it's I, from the heart just yeah, all oh coming out oh my god it's so from the heart and um, they've got all that and then they fucking bend it off so oh. but they've got they've got all that footage and um but so what so it it come towards uh it was after christmas or something like that and i got a phone call to say bin binned off so so we've ended up with the one hour i mean even the, even that wasn't going to be shown they weren't even going to show that oh, um wow. it was only for me having a rant on everything that it got shown so, <laughs> yeah. that worked it did work yeah uh, power uh, of twitter yeah, yeah. yeah well actually that leads us perfectly on because i wanted to touch on this mm. about sort of twitter in the industry i mean you've spoken paul on the podcast about how it's helped bring the chef community together there's more of a sense of like camaraderie between people because you can just contact each other yeah so you're instantly connected to people you wouldn't normally be with yeah but then on a platform you know you've got fans and you can say what you want and you're at the mercy of thousands of people and obviously like Garrett you are so 
I mean, honest is one word, but then also, like, there's no holds barred. You go for it, don't you? Like, you really do. Like, you properly... It's not like, like a lot of a lot of people of a lot of chefs will maybe be polite and yeah and, and sort of a bit more rigid. But if you just go for it, you're just no, I don't no think messing. I'm not polite. I think I'm fucking blunt, and I'm <laughs> yeah. um, I would ne- I never want to offend anyone ever, no, sure. and I would never try and offend anyone. I would never look for confrontation. Like I don't get if but if someone comes to me. <laughs> Then, You're getting it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I would never go. I would never look on someone's social media and see something I don't like and go fucking prick or that looks shit or that's raw. I would never do that. I, I don't. I just don't. I wouldn't. I, it's horrible. But if someone's going to come to me and someone's going to say something about the business, then I'll fucking give it back. Yeah. Um, love that. Yeah. And I, I think I think that's what generally is quite well received like yeah. from you we've been lucky though I don't advise that to everyone no as a social media strategy I definitely don't it's not it, it wouldn't it's not work clever. for everyone I think a lot of people know who you are and yeah. who you are in the industry and like me like knowing you I mean don't know you that well but I know the place it comes from yeah and it's not like a place of hate or no. like troll or anything no. like that it's just this like almost protection and yeah. just you know not letting anyone yeah be a knob yeah and and, and if I do because what's happened is we've ended up getting like a really loyal following on it's a, it's a tiny little following but it's really loyal and what happens is now someone will call me a dick and then I'll be like, I, I shouldn't do this, but I'll like screenshot what they've said and then I'll call them a dick. <laughs> and then, but then what happens is I call them a dick and then people underneath, I'll fucking kill your dog and I'll fucking cut. And it's like, the wolf pack. And I'm, yeah, yeah. And it's like, when it goes, it goes, it goes, people go, people go fucking crazy. So oh then I, God. then I delete it. <laughs> then I delete it but I do, because I don't want to I'm not it sounds like I'm trying to encourage that I'm I'm, I'm just I just feel like if you're going to call me a dick I'm going to say you're a fucking dick and I'm going to put you in the fucking light that you put me in but when people start being nasty that's when I take it down yeah yeah, sure. yeah. I do. I mean, in following you, I think it's almost like there is a bit of expectation now. Like, I just can't wait to get some Gary, like, either <laughs> uh, passion or anger or love. But it's, it's yeah. always, like, emotion on the... And I love that. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's drama. <laughs> it is. It is a lot of it. And if you don't... If you don't follow Gary, and I urge you to, I've I've got I've picked a tweet from the last couple of weeks that I think sums it up perfectly. <laughs> okay. This is this is beautiful. So this is obviously to promote your show, but you've absolutely nailed this. If I catch any of you watching this useless pig cunt instead of the rebel chef on the nineteenth of this month, I'll make you all eat marmite on toast that I've spread. <laughs> That was in reference to a David Cameron documentary on BBC One that was on the same time as your show. And I was just like... <laughs> Dad, I wasn't expecting you to say that. <laughs> I'm quoting you. Don't I, yeah. what you I do don't... <laughs> I can't believe I called him a big cunt. <laughs> It's too good, mate. It's too uh, good. That's brilliant. It's I missed that one. <laughs> I'm going straight away to favourite that. Yeah. yeah. But I th- all in all, has Twitter helped you guys? Is it is it great? Uh, yeah, I mean, is yeah, it, like, massively. To be in the age of social media, is it a good time to be a chef because of it? Or? Massively. Like even just just from like like the early days when before I'd met Gary, for instance, um, almost a bit. I don't know if it's the right word. An enigma in a way. 
like never knew what Gary looked like, didn't know him, hadn't met him, followed this restaurant, Sticky Walnut, and then Stockwatch, which was so popular. <laughs> so I don't know if you ever saw Stockwatch. It oh, was yeah. like every Sunday night, you'd go back. It was closed Sunday nights, weren't it, Sticky Walnut? Yeah. Go back and watch the stockpot boiling and the scum rising to the top. And just, just these tweets that were creative yet would perhaps on the surface be negative but you know the place they're coming from the frustrations and things as a chef and just people were hooked by that and people still ask for it now don't they yeah people gosh, love it fucking weird yeah, yeah, the stock it's, watch. yeah it's like the most <laughs> mundane like me staring at a pan yeah yeah but it was That's fucking great. hilarious yeah just but then great and then from that it's like i saw what what gary did with opening burnt truffle i'd never heard of kickstarter i never knew what it was so well, what's this and then watched him do it and I was just like captivated and it inspired me I would never have done that and I wouldn't really? be here now unless I'd seen Gary do that because I was going to open a restaurant the investors pulled out and then just from following Gary seeing him do that I remember speaking to speaking to my wife and like so how the fuck he's got these people to give him this money to open it a restaurant doesn't make sense <laughs> and like here's me struggling to find investors and not wanting to get an investor where I end up with like a tiny share of my own business and I was like, I've got to do it. I've got to do it. And I was an employee at the time. I was like, how, how do I do it? Because I couldn't just put it out there. I had to respect the business I worked for. And then, yeah, I decided to leave and just went for it. But I phoned Gary. I was like, look, you've done it. Do you reckon I could do it or what? Oh, no, I'd never met that. him before. We just had a chat on the phone. Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, <laughs> just what, what do you reckon? What do you reckon? Could I do it? Yeah, fucking hell. I, yeah, it was... Um, I mean, you. I think you'd been on. What had you been on at that point? GBM and GBM, you'd done Saturday, Saturday Kitchen, Kitchen a couple of times, and I just remember thinking that your profile was fucking massive anyway, and and I just remember thinking you'd fucking smash it, and you did. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't. Think I believe him when he says it about yeah. you. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, and like so much. Do another su- one. Let's do another one. Let's do one now. So much support from Gary Jaw on it as well, and then you were doing another one. Was it for Hispy? Like just after mine as well. Yeah, yeah. At the time, and yeah. I was yeah, I was so fucking nervous. But like yeah. Gary pushing it, and people because people believed in Gary doing it. He'd like sort of endorsed it. Yeah, it was mad. But like just that all come through social media. Yeah, yeah. without social media, how would you have connected yeah. the dots, I suppose? Yeah. yeah. Mm. That is beautiful. I never knew mm. that, that you, Gary's sort of influence had that big an impact yeah, on the start. Yeah, that was place. it. I'd never heard of it. Love never it. heard of it. That is beautiful. Well, from that lovely high, should we go to the down low trodden trip advisor oh, review? My favourite. Yeah, let's do it. This? Yeah, why not? Okay, <laughs> we do this every single podcast, Gary. Um, it's very simple. I'm going to read a TripAdvisor review, and it's either going to be of one of your restaurants or somewhere else, and you have oh, to guess God. which. Okay. Yeah. So you can go first. I'm going to read one out, and you've got to guess whether it's salt or somewhere else. Okay. You just tell me, and then yep. we'll do you after. Right. Right. Okay. Here we go. One star review. That's salt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like yeah. yeah. <laughs> shocking. Considering the hype, this place was shocking. Food was good, but I felt like I was surrounded by people from the British Legion. <laughs> no, no tablecloths. Lack of sophistication. Won't bother returning. Was that salt or somewhere else? Listen, I because I I know TripAdvisor so fucking well, right? I am all over that because <laughs> I know I know what it will be, right? Because TripAdvisor encourages a certain type of person, and um, 
it will be somebody that's gone on TripAdvisor, got weird expectations, and because you're, I, I'm guessing it will be because you're a Michelin style restaurant, uh, there's that they've got a, an a, an expectation of tablecloth is means Michelin star. Yeah. So yeah, we still get that. Yeah. <laughs> the only, I just, I just, I just, I just can't believe that you'd have any one stars, but the, but the, um, I would say the tablecloth thing because of, I would say you because of that. Do you reckon it's salt? Well, only because of that bit, yeah. Okay. I don't recognise it. It's not so. Oh, fucking hell. Oh my God. I'm so embarrassed right now. <laughs> it's this place down the road, mate. If you can see my screen. Competitor. Yeah, it's competitor down the road. Yeah. You, why would you expect tablecloths there? I know. Really? Oh, wow, exactly. I'm not going to mention them because that's no, you definitely had right. it. Okay. Right. I've never, never, oh, I've had a pint, but yeah. Yeah, never food. Right. Okay, here we go. We're going to do, okay. do Gary now. Is this one of Gary's restaurants or somewhere else one star don't go if you're hungry so disappointing went for my birthday with friends my meal was so small for £24 which is just not acceptable I am not a big eater but even I left hungry poor waitress had to deal with my complaint too never again is that that's so tame for one of ours if it is (laughs) (laughs) the fact that I mean, I know, I know just from like seeing the menus they post online, like the value is amazing. Mm. Um, and I didn't know your portions would never be small. We, we don't get yeah, much of that. Yeah, your portions don't look small. That chocolate no. tart on your show, mate. Nobed still do talk about that and get it completely <laughs> fucking wrong. Oh, I don't reckon it is. I don't mm. reckon it is one of Gary's. Do you know? I haven't got a fucking clue. The thing is, I thought because, uh, like, we, we've got some fucking seriously bad ones. And I thought I thought <laughs> I was going to know it that. word for word when you read it. That's so tame. That was the sticky walnut, was it? Really? It was. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I went through Can't... like I went through a lot of yours. And I did, they were all they're not. There's no like outrageous ones. <laughs> I'll, show, I'll show you some. Can you? <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. yeah, yeah in, the, in the terrible in the on one Twitter. stars. Yeah, they're fucking awful. We cover this every show, but how yeah. do you deal with TripAdvisor reviews? What of ducks back or does it get your blood boiling and yeah. message them back what do you do yeah I don't read it anymore so I haven't read it for a couple of years so um, really a couple of years you mm. wouldn't have not looked at it yeah no I haven't so we do still look at it as a business though yeah um, so I, I just don't um, we don't look at it because um, we look at it for so if there was I don't I, I couldn't fucking care less if someone doesn't like our tables uh I don't fucking care if someone doesn't like our music. What I do care about is if three people over three, three different people over three weeks said that the sauce was too salty, then you think it's no smoke without fire. Then I, it's de- I, in my opinion, then there's a problem. Yeah, if there's a re- it, yeah. yeah, if there's a reoccurring theme that is a is a, not a, a, a ridiculous comment then we need to look at it so as a business we i, I sound like a fucking hypocrite because um i don't want to put any value in TripAdvisor, but i guess we do so um i don't look at it but the uh our ops manager gareth mm. looks at it yeah and actually we've had people on the podcast say a lot of front of house people look at mm. it because obviously they take a brunt of any yeah. complaints a lot of the time so yeah do you start does it get to your stuff do they come to you going gary i've seen this like it's got we me. yeah so we yeah so we don't but it's not just so we look at all the review sites so we we look at we look at TripAdvisor. we look at uh we use open table so it's TripAdvisor, open table and then social media 
and we just collate really do you, do you have a sit down mm. meeting no we don't have a sit no so we have a we have a no fucking hell no we have a we have a we have a we, <laughs> annoyed we, at the idea of a sit down <laughs> meeting sit down meeting fuck off no I just we do have the rebel sit, in him yeah <laughs> oh god you'll um, leave in a minute yeah. we do one more um, we have a management meeting in each restaurant once a month so um in that management meeting, one of the one of the uh, titles in the in the sort of agenda is uh, feedback, and so I'll sort of say, okay, feedback, what's going on? What's it saying online? What's the feedback in here? And m- most of the guys won't do it now, but some, you know, if one of them comes up and says, oh, someone on TripAdvisor said that they think the wallpaper's shit, then I'll just go, yeah, we don't care about that. What's is there anything? Reoccurring, value, yeah. Value Is there any? Yeah, exactly. So Anything that's we how we cover it. Or care about, yeah. Like yeah, it makes a difference. Yeah, um, yeah. Just something that's repeated that we that we should worry about. But in general, feedback. We are. Uh, such a, I don't want. I don't want to sound like a dick. We we we're looking for const- constructive things. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. That yeah. is completely legit. Yeah, exactly. Unlike this guy, can't help himself, can you? Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't really read the TripAdvisor anymore. You're getting better. No, no but I did reply to the crack through to a Google one the other day because no one fucking reads Google reviews, do they? <laughs> Not yet. Maybe that's gonna come. Maybe that'll be the yeah. Maybe. Did you reply? Yeah, I just thought I'm I ain't sure gonna get into it, and I'm not gonna be like he said, she said. <laughs> it was this ridiculous, like self-important fucking typical review so I'll just I didn't get into it I didn't say this that you're wrong I just said I'm really sorry I can't take this review as seriously as you take yourself that was it Nice, oh, I like yeah, it. That's cutting. it. Like Knowing that I've had the last say, and she'll <laughs> yeah. read that and be like, "Yeah, nice. bastard." You love it. Don't you? <laughs> we you got a we got a one star on Google because someone drove past the restaurant and said it didn't look very nice. No way. Yeah, that's I remember insane. you tweeting about yeah. that. It's carnage, yeah. isn't it? It's <laughs> absolute carnage. The bollocks on them to do that. Yeah. That is outrageous. They must have been going slow and curb crawling or something. <laughs> yeah. like. Oh mate. Uh, how are you doing on the rankings? Do you know? I've got no idea. To be honest, genuinely no idea. I think this might be the best it's ever been. Ever? Since we've done right, really? no, since we've done the oh, show. Right, okay. Seventeenth <laughs> in Stratford upon Avon. I know it sounds rubbish on the face of it and it is, but that's the best it's ever been. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best it's ever been. Yeah. Considering it's the first mission star restaurant this town's had. It's seventeenth in the town. This is the joke. Out of about one fifty odd. Hundred and fifty, yeah. yeah. Actually, I looked at the sticky walnut. That is doing very well for itself in the rankings in in your town. Is it fuck? No, it's not. No, it is. Is yeah. it fuck? It's three hundred and fifty-six in the area. Yes, yeah. there. Wow. Uh, well, I know because I got told a couple uh, of weeks ago. It's like fucking twenty-seventh. It's twenty-sixth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. That's By TripAdvisor, yeah. I think that's pretty damn good. Okay, let's move on to boiling point show. Are you good for a drink? Do you need a top up? Or we got some beer as well if you fancy. Yeah, it. I'm good, thank you. Good. good. Yeah. Do you want a bit more? Yeah, I'll have a little. I'll have a little bit more. Always. Because this is my favourite part of the show, and you know that. So, time for boiling point. This is where our chefs uh, tell stories of the kitchen. When has it got all a bit too much? Have you lost your shit on someone, or have some, has someone lost their shit on you? Um, who wants to go first? You ready, or do you want me to go first, Gary? You go first, Paul. Fucking okay. hell, I've got so many, I don't know where Yeah, I've noticed a pattern. 
everyone makes Paul goes first so they know where to pitch their <laughs> yes. so I won't go there then because Paul's gone there yeah well, can this it, include can it what is it just in the kitchen or is it including uh, guests and stuff no, as well oh, well, no. No. Yes, we've yeah, I've talked about kicking guests out okay. Yeah. Okay, he's okay, talked cool. about rummaging and this isn't a joke he's talked about rummaging through people in the town's bins trying, <laughs> on the, no, on, no 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 well no technically my bins <laughs> But then I'd put them back outside their house. Basically, some local <laughs> filled his bins and he was pissed off. So he went through to try and find addresses. Found the address. I was fucking relentless. With marigolds on and then took the bins back to their house. I'm into that. Knocked on their door I'm, and just dumped them outside. Yeah, I'm into that. Them. I like so that. Yeah. I was good they didn't open the yeah. door. And I had to yeah. get back. It was a Saturday. Yeah. So but he, I left them propped the against the door. So when they opened it, they fell in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Paul, kick us off then, mate. Okay, well, th- this is... This is pretty fucking horrible, to be honest. Oh, okay. I wasn't how long we, involved. How long ago are we talking? Um, it's, it's in the last couple of years. Okay. Um, I wasn't involved. I didn't see it. This is this is um, something that's been told by several people that I know that were there and like party to it or involved or, or witnessed it. So I've heard probably five or six different accounts that are pretty much exactly the same. So as um, you know, a big hope. I've got really careful not to name this place or anybody in it. Um, <laughs> so a big hotel like sometimes you have different food outlets so you'll have a couple of two or three head chefs sometimes won't you like a fine dine in a brasserie whatever so um, <clears throat> there was a guy that was one of the head chefs and he had a guy that worked for him that was um, he was late a few times and he was bullied in that kitchen um, right. he was he was a homosexual guy and they were like they were fucking savage to him like just totally totally out of order um, and then w- one day he was late and then the chef had to go to the, a different head chef's kitchen for a meeting. So he's late. So he tied a lead around his neck, wrote, a, wrote a, on a piece of paper something derogatory about his sexuality. Oh, my God. And that I think it's appropriate to be late all the time. Got him in his car to the other property um, and then walked him into the kitchen. Yeah. It's fucking disgusting. This is isn't unbelievable. It? Paraded him around the kitchen wow. like a fucking dog. Yeah. Jeez. Tied him up outside in the rain let him sit there for like half hour or so while he had a meeting with the other head chef and then got him back in his car, took him back down to the restaurant. Oh my. He got sacked pretty much instantly because yeah. obviously everyone can blame, but people were like sort of apparently like uncomfortably laughing oh and just like, what, God, what, what the, the, hell what the you fuck? Do? I don't know. Oh, you've never seen anything like that. That's fucking just not on at all. If you're a young chef in that kitchen when it like, and you don't, you don't want to say anything, what do you do? Well, you like, most just... young chefs wouldn't have the confidence to be no. like, no, that's wrong. You kind of, some would probably not like it, but laugh along because like it's that peer pressure. Some would just like retreat. You just, you don't know what to do. Oh man, that is killer. I can't yeah, I mean that's that, like, true. That is, they they him very, very, very quickly because like wow. everyone saw it. Like restaurant staff saw it. Like paraded him around the kitchen. Yeah. At what point you've got you just you're gonna get sad. What point to take what? it that far? That's it's fucking mental. savage, isn't it? That yeah. is savage. Horrible. Blimey. Yeah. Gary, follow set that. Set the tone, Gary. Yeah, set the tone <laughs> right down there. Do something up, Pete. <laughs> just wants to finish his drink and leave. Oh like, <laughs> <hell>, yeah. <laughs> That was horrible. I yeah, know. I can't believe that. I feel a bit broken now. <laughs> yeah. I know. Think about the poor guy. Um, yeah. Is he still, is I he still working? I don't know. Oh mate. Wow. Killer. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I can have a little bit of fun then with mine. Bring, yeah, bring let's us do fucking yeah, mood yeah. back up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, no, the honesty. I love the honesty, mate. Yeah. Uh, 
So uh, mine's about a guest. So he, um, a, we have a policy in the restaurant, which is um, you can't bring a cake into the restaurant. So, but basically what happened was we, people bring cakes in for celebrations and they do it in restaurants up and down, they do it everywhere. What's it like? Uh, you got like 10 people coming in because it's someone's 50th birthday yeah. and one of them brings a cake along. For everyone, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so we say you can't do that. Right. So, um, <laughs> it's, look, it's not me just being a dick. When I actually, I'm with you. yeah, when I cooked, I don't cook in Sticky anymore. I haven't cooked for a few years now, but when I did cook in Sticky, um, I was really stressed. And um, as, you know, everyone is in that situation you've got your own business everything's on your shoulders and um i was super stressed and i was i was making a lot of the pastry then as well as everything else as well as running the front of house and i would make cakes and tarts every single day and this one night uh, uh somebody came in and they bought one of these cakes in and we go through all these fucking caterpillar cakes and all this shit and I'd have to Classic, fucking yeah. you know Colin can, <laughs> Colin the fucking caterpillar yeah and I'm in the shit and at that point I was cooking loads you know I'd be doing like you know grouse and firing coat de births and all sorts caterpillar cake come in <laughs> so I'll stop what I'm doing get this fucking caterpillar cake out oh they want six candles in it yep no fucking worries one two caterpillar cake there you go <laughs> oh my God. well this one night this lady bought in a pear and frangipan tart from like Tesco and uh, I, on the menu that time that day I had pear and frangipan tart on so Whoa. I was like, you know, fucking what? If you want, if you want pear and frangipan tart, you can fucking order it off me. <laughs> you can fucking pay for it. Fucking five pound a fucking slice, not three pound for a fucking box. So there and then, I said, fucking no more. Not doing it anymore. You fucking no one can bring cakes in here. I'm not, not happening. So we did this, and we said, um, so we said, you can bring your cake in, but you can't eat it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the box because you're not eating the cake. What? There was a theory behind it, and there is, and we still do it. And the theory is, it, you, <laughs> I fucking yeah, love look, it. So it's your birthday or whatever, and Grand's made a cake, whatever. You can uh, bring it in, and uh, you can give it to us, and we'll put it in the fridge. And uh, and when it's time for the cake, you can we can walk up with it and you can have it at the table and everyone go happy birthday happy birthday and then we take the cake back <laughs> and then then the staff eat it and you can't eat it and we'll give it back to you when you leave the restaurant you can fucking go home with it <laughs> then you can order off the fucking menu yes the desserts that we fucking prepared all fucking day long which fucking pay for the restaurant to run so this geezer phoned up and said I want to bring a cake and we said you can bring a cake you can't eat a cake. <laughs> and he agreed to this. And, Did he? Okay. and he agreed. And he turned up with his cake and he had his meal. And he said, I want my cake presented now. He wasn't he got, just by himself, was he? No, he was with his family. Oh God, the story would be so much better if he was by himself. <laughs> yeah, no, he was with his family, yeah. yeah. And um, he, uh, so presented the cake. Cake was at the table. He said, can I get some cutlery and plates? And we said, no. Oh, yeah. yeah, and uh, he was so fucking unhappy, and uh, he fucking he was crazy, and uh, so we he left. He wasn't allowed to eat his cake, and he went. And the next day, he phoned up 
and he was like I want to fucking speak to the owner blah 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 and I was and Emma who was the manager at the time Emma was telling me and I was like Emma I don't give a fuck I'm not talking to this guy it's a fucking cake fucking whatever <laughs> he carried on calling and uh, it was like two days later he's still calling <laughs> Emma's like, Gary, this fucking guy with the cake. And I was like, give me the fucking phone. Oh, I take the God, phone. And I'm oh, like, God. what's the fucking, what do you want? And he's like, I, I can't believe you wouldn't let me have my cake. And, and I, he started saying, well, I eat in the Savoy all the time and they let me bring my cake. <laughs> and I was like, and, and I, I was just like, I, I, I did, I, it was ridiculous. And then he went, and I'm a reporter. And when he said that, I just fucking burst out laughing <laughs> and uh, he went you're all mouth and so we arranged to meet an industrial park for a fight yeah so <laughs> I remember this yeah, I sorry. remember it yeah. whoa whoa yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whoa whoa that's where it went yeah. this just so, escalated no it didn't so I'll explain <laughs> so look he said he said I'm a reporter I burst out laughing he said you're all fucking mouth and I said well fucking come down if you want to fucking speak about it and he said well why don't we meet somewhere else no he said I'll come to the restaurant and he said I'll show you what I'm made of and I said well I'm not gonna f you're not coming in the restaurant to do it I'll meet you somewhere else so we arranged to meet in an industrial fucking park in Chester oh Brilliant. my god yeah. did you no he came to the restaurant oh did he yeah how, how did that go down he, uh, so he came fucking storming down about fucking six minutes later and uh, he fucking was like barged in the restaurant, went and went and grabbed a seat, sat down at the table and I walked over and I was like, look, I don't know how I can help you. And he, and he pulled out his, uh, one of them dictaphone things and he, and he put it on and he went, right. Sign of a reporter, right? Yeah, fucking hell. And I just sat there and I just said, I'm sorry, like, that is our fucking rules and we can make whatever fucking rules we want. And yeah. Oh, did he, is it that was, it? Did he go? Did you, he well, leave he went, peacefully? Yeah, no, he didn't leave peacefully. No, he's <laughs> never been back and he's not allowed back. And, oh, man. Uh, yeah. I think it's the right I, policy, though. I We have a kind of similar policy. Mm. We don't get it much anymore, but when we used to do a la carte, people used to want to bring cake, so we charge cakeage mm. instead yeah. of corkage. Mm. Are yeah. you joking? Yeah, people used to kick off about this is it. A cakeage is a thing. Cake cake so yeah, my, my rules cake were, yeah. you can bring your cake, but you have desserts. You have to pay cakeage. Yeah, so if they didn't have desserts, they paid for the desserts anyway. Yeah. Um, Good because point. we're set price, two course, three course mm. at a time. Yeah. So there's no different prices on desserts. It's like, have your cake. If you don't order desserts, you're paying for desserts. So you may as well have desserts and have your cake after. Yeah. Absolutely. And then people stop bringing cakes. Yeah, that's clever. And I was Did happy. you get much pushback? From people going, yeah, what? we had some stroppy people. <laughs> Other places, Lennox says, well, look, this, the way I see it, it's not just about us doing the prep and that seat, we don't turn the tables. That seat has value. That yeah. table needs to spend that much for us to break even. Yeah, if they're um, having a slice of collin. If they're coming in. It's not helping you. I had an argument with a customer once and um, they were like, well, it's ridiculous. You can't let us bring our own cake. And I said, all right then. Would you bring your own fucking pate or pork pie Good to have point. as a starter yes, instead? Yeah. And uh, no, no, because that's just mm. silly. It's like, <laughs> yeah, well, just cakeage or just don't come. That's fine. It's fucking crazy. That geezer said he was like, "You can't do that. You can't." And I was like, "We can, we can make any rules up we want. We <laughs> yeah. can fuck. I could tell everyone that they need to wear Hawaiian fucking shirts if I wanted to. <laughs> it's like this is fucking my business, mate. I can yeah. fucking like you know." within reason and that is like that's what it is pretty good rule yeah I think yeah mm. 
Okay, um, almost coming to the end. We always end on a few cooking hacks and myths. We've had some corkers over the past few episodes. We have had some decent ones. Yeah. Um, actually, I used uh, Adam Bateman's the other day. Oh, did you? Know, Hades Nodman. Yeah. What was it again? Which one? So I had a shitload of veg. Ah, yeah, yeah. Have a chopping board, the chopping and board. there's often a hole in a big chopping board as the handle. Mm, yeah. And use that as the funnel to scrape it all into the pan. Nice. That is, I changed my life. <laughs> I'm not, not spinning out everywhere. I'm just like happily an putting it off in the, the floor the next day. It's really weirdly satisfying thing. It will drop through the hole. <laughs> change my life. I'll tell Adam. I'll let message him Thanks. later. Cheers. Uh, home cooking hacks or myths to dispel. Have you guys got any you can share with our listeners to take away? Well, this isn't really cooking app, but this lot I found is, it sounds a bit shit, but it really works. <laughs> Something I found ages ago. Like, not many people are all guilty of this. You have a microwave at home, you don't clean it out that often, do you? And every time Good you point. use it, mm. everything dries to fuck. Like, and you don't see the stuff on the top. Mm. And it's a nightmare to clean. Yeah. So get a sponge, scour fill it with water, put it on a plate, turn the microwave on, steam softens it all and then just scrub nice. it off. Oh, no, that is good. Go. No, that nice. is really good. You you've, go. under, you've, under, you've lowered the expectations and then smashed that it That was there, the plan. Nice. <laughs> nice. I love that. Nice. Gary, you got anything you can help us with? Oh, my, this is awful, but I'll do microwave as well. Go on. Um, <laughs> this might be like the third or fourth microwave-based one we've had. We had yeah. puff pastry in the microwave with someone. Who we was did. that? We uh, did. That was uh, Aaron. Aaron, Aaron yeah, Aaron's push, puff pastry in a microwave. Really? Get it perfect, yeah. Well, that sounds quite good. This is awful. I no, can't on, believe I'm about to say it. I can't wait. Go on. Right, go look. If you... Uh, okay. If you want to cook a nice steak at home, you get your... No, listen. Whoa. <laughs> well, I'm out. Did I'm not out. see that coming. Whoa. Slow down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sirloin <laughs> steak, ribeye steak, whatever. You bought some steaks from the supermarket, wherever, or butcher if you're into all that. And you're going to cook it. You want it medium rare. It's important that it's at room temperature. Mm-hmm. If it's not at room temperature, it won't be medium rare. It'll just be fucking raw purple in the middle. If you put it in the microwave for ten seconds, ten. It comes up to room temperature and then cook then it. Then cook it. Yeah. The thing is, on yeah. a lower setting, uh, I just fucking put it in and <laughs> turn it on. Seriously, like it sounds, it sounds like really uh, 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 piratey, but. Um, you, um, if you want a steak to come up to temperature from the fridge, it's probably going to take forty minutes to come up yeah. properly. Yeah, that's Especially a really good point. Um, Kitchen's not cook, warm. When I cook steaks yeah. at home, that's the first mm. thing I try. I, yeah. If I forget, I'm annoyed because I'm like, oh, I'm taking them straight out of the fridge, put it yeah. in the pan. I know yeah. it's, it's not going to cook in the microwave for ten seconds, but it will come to temp. That is genuinely. Yeah. I think this is the yeah. best. The microwave. Maybe just make yeah. this the mi- things you can do <laughs> yeah. in the microwave. That should, should be, be the yeah. name. Has to be Love that. Uh, beautiful any other business from anyone are we all good no I think we're all good aren't we yeah really enjoyed yeah. this it's been a pleasure nice. to yeah. get it's been great to have you down oh thanks for inviting me it's been a good crack I feel a bit nervous compared like with Did all you? the people well f- when I got fucking told all the people that you had coming down it yeah <laughs> well you mean the other guests hell. yeah sandwiched in between the people you said I was just like fucking hell <laughs> don't be silly mate yeah nah. no, no yeah. not at all That's not at all mate yeah. do, you oh, reckon that, do you reckon you'd be up for doing if they offered would you do another TV show yeah, well, 100%. Um, yeah, fucking, like, definitely. I just don't want to do anything cheesy. I don't want to go on, a, I don't want to go on and cook on telly in the morning and, you know, be cheesy. And, He's uh, done that. I'm not, listen, I'm not... <laughs> <you know, laughs> fuck's sake. Cheers. Give me a fucking... <laughs> no, look, I... Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's not disrespect to people to do it. I, 100% not. I know, oh, joke's sorry, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Me personally, 
Like, you know, when someone like you, you your mum or someone answers the phone and she puts on this mad voice that you've never heard her say yes. before. Yeah. yeah. No, we yeah. speak about that with doing this. That, yeah. would be me, that would be me on a morning cooking show. I'd, I'd feel obliged to I'd be change, all... yeah. It, it's change, not you. Yeah, it wouldn't fit any. your brand and who you are. And yeah, yeah. Like the best thing, it right was authentic. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 No, I, just, I get that. It's a funny one because... I'd we... love to see you swearing on this morning, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, fuck yeah. Fuck. I mean, I did a little trial on this morning a couple of years ago, and I fucked it up so badly. <laughs> oh, yeah. we can't go without yeah. hearing that story. Okay. What so, yeah, so they, it was about two or three years ago, and um, they asked me to come and do a screen test. And... Um, and I uh, and I thought I'd just make a bit of honeycomb. That'd be dead easy. And um, and and serve it with some ice cream or something. And I put the fucking I put the ice cream in a tub. Uh, just a tub. I thought it'd be all right on the train <laughs> on the way down in a fucking rucksack. What? Uh, all that melted. And um, and and I tried making the honeycomb on stage, and I fucking burnt it so bad. Oh no! I had to get the whisk stuck to the pan uh, eternally. It was now part of I had the to, I, I had to take, I had to bin it. I had to bit, uh, walk in, I had to take it, I had to bin it outside the studio. Oh, yeah. mate, yeah. absolutely yeah. fucked it. Yeah, absolutely fucked it. Couldn't were you devastated? It were you, were you like, oh, no, shit. I thought it was ridiculously funny. <laughs> I loved it. I fucking loved it. <laughs> that is the perfect story to end this, this podcast. I really love it. Thanks so much for coming down. Um, just lastly, for the, you know, we've been enjoying this Guzborns wine. It has been stunning tonight. If you want to find out more about them, go to guzborns.com or follow them on Twitter at Guzborns, Instagram at Guzborn underscore wines. See you all next week. Cheers for the nightcap. Cheers. Thanks so much for joining us. Cheers. Thanks so much. Cheers. Nice one. Cheers, guys. Thanks again for downloading The Nightcap, and if you love listening as much as we love doing it, spread the word and help others find it by leaving a rating and review on iTunes via your podcast app. And for the price of a cup of coffee a month, support the pod on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the nightcap. We're giving away signed menus from Paul's Michelin Star restaurant on there, as well as that, we're giving you an exclusive opportunity to come and have a meal at Salt before sitting in on a season three recording. That's patreon.com forward slash the nightcap. You can also listen again to all eight episodes of season one via your podcast app. And for more content and videos, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the nightcap underscore pod. Enjoy.